the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? What are you thinking about? How do I get to retirement? What are your big issues? I'm always surprised by people that continually stop thinking about things financial. It's an odd concept, but I have to throw it out there. You have to always think about your retirement issues. What's that mean? What's life look like from age 60 to 100? I got an email today, this week from someone who does Iditarods. And I'm like, Iditarods are the craziest, dumbest thing I could possibly imagine. Why in this day and age would we breed 100 dogs so that we can kill 90 of them or punish 90 of them or send 90 of them away so we could have 10 good ones? So that we could run 20 miles, 100 miles, 1,000 miles in the snow. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. And yet we live in that world. These animals are raised in crates. These animals are raised in, you know, 20 inches of snow. Sometimes they asphyxiate themselves because they actually get buried in snow. And yet we live in the same age where we're like, yeah, I'm going to go to work this week, and I'm going to do the very best I can. I'm going to get a couple lattes, and we just don't think sometimes. Like, some things need to be retired as images, as concepts, as business planning. Are you with me? Seriously. Can some concepts be killed, and can some concepts be grasped? Because I see way too many 20 to 30-year-olds living in the moment. I see way too many 30 to 40-year-olds living in denial. Or maybe struggling. Maybe I see the 40 to 60-year-old people living in denial. And people will get all cocky and arrogant in their jobs, and they'll be like, ugh, I'm all that in a bucket of chicken. Kind of a big deal. That was an inappropriate drop. Number eight, we'll eventually figure this out, but that was not quite the right moment for that. I want people to figure out concepts on retirement. It's really, really important at some point in time we do this. Oh, my. You can simplify a lot of your retirement issues by doing things like maxing out your 401k. You can simplify a lot of these issues by saying, 
I'm going to cut down on egregious spending within my budget. You can simplify a lot of this by educating yourself on what insurance you do need and what insurance you don't need. When you have two kids and you're traveling to Africa, you probably need trip insurance. Is there a chance your kids can get bitten by a something constrictor or something anaconda or something mamba? You don't want to find out when you're in the middle of Africa, in my opinion. But do you need trip insurance when you're going from here to L.A.? Probably not. Again, maybe the week before you travel, you don't let your kids walk on bleachers. Maybe you don't let them high walk across strange areas. Maybe. I get I get where you're trying to go with that. You get your calls in the air today. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. One area that I see a lot of people make mistakes on, it, believe it or not, is they decide that they want to open a franchise. To open a franchise of the caliber of Subway, it's going to cost you a lot of money. To open the franchise of the caliber of the next Subway sandwich shop, a little bit less money. I'm not against franchising. I'm just telling you that there's a lot of risk in it. There's a new frozen yogurt company out of New Jersey that's getting a lot of mention. It's called the Hooters of Froyo. I know you're saying, is that possible, the Hooters of Froyo? Do you want to open up a Hooters franchise? I don't know. It's up to you, right? Franchising isn't as easy as, like, I'm going to buy a franchise for a million dollars. Keep in mind, if you buy a house for a million dollars, if you buy a franchise for a million dollars, if you buy an employee for a million dollars, you want some sort of return on investment of at least forty to $60,000 because you could put that same million dollars in a bond or into an income fund, and you could have a lot more safety or maybe a lot more income. So there's a new franchise, which I'm intrigued by, because I know Warren Buffett bought Dairy Queen. And I know Dairy Queen is pretty... uh, Cash flow positive because anything that Warren Buffett buys is pretty cash flow positive. We all kind of grasp that, right? He buys Geico. You pay your insurance. You don't crash your car. Cash flow positive. Ten people pay their insurance. One person crashes their car. They don't get what they thought they're going to get for for crashing their car. Someone else caused the crash. Your neck injury that you thought was worth a million dollars is really worth $3,000. So anyway, we understand what cash flow is. So there's a new franchise out there, which is called the Hooters Frozen Yogurt. And what's intriguing about this is the name. It's called Cups. 
Hooters clearly not about owls. Cups clearly not about a cup of yogurt. Do I want to invest in something that is suggestive? It's up to you. Look, I bought Philip Morris. My father passed away from cancer. I get that buying suggestive is okay. And I'm actually kind of good with it. I hope you're kind of good with it. I'm not telling you who to be as an investor. You tell you who's a good investor. Boeing makes missiles that kill people. Boeing also makes planes that deliver you from the East Coast to the West Coast. From the West Coast to Europe. From the West Coast to China. From the West Coast to... But they also make missiles that kill people. So as an investor, the first thing you have to come to terms with is, I'm going to do things that are not... that are going to challenge me. Are you good with that? I don't know if you are, all right. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220. I'm going to send out a newsletter later today about the current market conditions. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. Robblack.com under visitor sign up or drop me an email. Rob at Rob. AM 1220 KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. You're listening to Wall Street Business Network. There's a lot to talk about. When you look at investments, how much of it is in over your head? A basic headline like banks have earned more money in the last quarter than they've ever earned before. $40.3 billion in the first quarter of 2000. So, it's an odd thing to look at, whether it's community banking, whether it's wealth brokerage, whether it's mortgages, whether it's financial planning, whether it's late fees, check bouncing, banks earned more money last quarter than they've ever earned before. Community banking, what percentage of the bank makes it on a community level? What makes it on a wholesale level? What makes it on a wealth brokerage and retirement level? 
Now, I can say something like, J.P. Morgan looks like a great investment for the long-term patient investor. Goldman Sachs looks like a great investment for the long-term patient investor. Wells Fargo, Warren Buffett owns it. How bad can it be? I'm stunned at how many people will go to their bank and say, I need a mortgage. I'm like, go to a mortgage lender. They'll shop the product for you. But a lot of people want to walk into their bank and go, I want a credit card. I'm like, go to bankrate.com and shop for a credit card. That's one of the reasons I like Bank of America as an investment is because a lot of people walk in doop de 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 doop and take said credit card. Does that make any sense to you where I'm trying to go with that concept? When you go to a bank and say, I want a retirement plan, I want to save for my kid's college. It's not a one-year commitment, not a two-year commitment. It's typically a 10, 20, 30, 40-year commitment. They tie up your money. They charge you fees. I like banks' long-term investment concepts. Because let's say you get drunk tonight. Let's say you do a little day drinking. Okay, let's say you do a lot of day drinking. The uh, Giants are on TV and, oh, it's a good game. And one leads to two, leads to three, leads to four. And you're like, I came up with this idea. I'm going to come up with this vacuum tube. Yeah, the, the, the old, you've worked for some company in some point in your life where you take a vacuum tube and you put like a letter in plastic and you send it in the vacuum tube and you get sucked up and you're like, you're like I think we should do that with human beings. This is my new travel concept, which is, believe it or not, Elon Musk's new travel concept. He wants to set up a vacuum tube across the country that you can travel in. That would be a lot, 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 lot cheaper than flying or driving. There's some other concepts to it other than the vacuum tube. There would have to be a network involved, and there would have to be some stopovers, and they'd have to figure out what happens in collisions. But we can transport people a lot faster than we're currently transporting them. He goes into a bank, and he tells that concept drunk, and he tells that concept straight. There's going to be, like, a bank's not going to go, oh, Elon Musk, here you go, $10 billion. Go make your network of vacuum tubes to suck people across the country. Because we've all worked at that one odd little company that has a vacuum-sucking mail delivery system, and you're like, what's going on with that? That concept actually comes from the 1960s. I think General Dynamics wrote a paper on how can we move people faster, cheaper. And Elon Musk is the Tesla guy, but he's also a guy that recently said, if we don't get off this planet, we're going to go extinct. That's some pretty incredible incredulous concept. Now, the Tesla thing, he's not making money selling cars. He's making money off subsidies. He's making money off credits on zero carbon credits. It's Q, which, trust me, if I can make money, let's say, my general concept of making money is income, a paycheck. 
If I can get make money out of you giving me donations, you're, and I can make a million dollars of donations, the Rob Black Charitable Fund for spreading common sense educational ideas, you'd be like, wow, he made a million dollars. But you'd be like, that concept may not last forever. So that's what I love about banks is that they don't go, here's $1 million for the next 30 years. Good luck. They're like, we're going to take some equity in your home. And if you don't pay your credit, if you don't pay your mortgage, we're going to take it away from you. Now, some states are easier to foreclose on than others. And some lending periods are easier to acquire loans than others. In the 1990s, banks were told by Congress, lessen your standards. Banks loved it because they got the transaction fee. Mortgage lenders loved it because they got the transaction fee. Everyone was making money. Everything was going up. And that ended badly. But banks just had their best quarter ever. To get a loan today, you're not going to get it drunk. You're not going to get it in a drunk environment of the 1990s, of the early 2000s. I'm not saying those days are over. I'm saying you need to rethink your concept before you get, you know, approved, stamped across you. That's one of the reasons I like banks. Now, do I also like tech companies? I do like tech companies, but I like tech companies differently. I like tech companies in the shorter term. I look at tech companies as rental vehicles because you know what? I once had a Sony Walkman that I was loyal to. I once had a Palm Pilot that I was loyal to. It's kind of like girlfriends. You know, sometimes I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh, good God, I can't stand you. So tech companies are more temporary to me. Financial companies are more long-term to me. Are you with me or are you against me? Because you do need to choose a side here. Hey, this is Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. AM 1220, KDW. Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Oh, and by the way, I'm sending out a newsletter later this morning. If you want a copy of it, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. AM 12. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Right now, I'm just basking in the one-hit glory. Now, this is a punk band that's probably had a great career being a punk band. And yeah, they hit one top 40 song, right? Pissing the night away. It's European term for getting drunk. Um, there's a dual 
feeling that I have about this. Part of me is like, damn you, one-hit wonder. Like, don't we all wish we had a one-hit wonder? Problem to deal with? Probably. But even more importantly, the music industry turned bands into one-hit wonder wannabes. Nicki Minaj couldn't put together an album if her life depended on Let's say a terrorist cell picks her up and puts a gun to her head and says, come up with ten songs. No chance. And that terrorist group is now called Apple iTunes. iTunes created, you want one song? One song's fine. I would imagine, and this is going to show my age, that a band like Coldplay could probably come out with ten pretty decent songs. Maybe three great, three suck. Four in between. But I can imagine there was a time where, on a turntable, you could sit there and listen to half an album and then flip it over and listen to the other half. And Steve Jobs made a deal with the music industry that was like, you know what, people are downloading your music on Napster legally, and here's your option. 99 cents a song. About 29 if it's high-quality digital artists. I don't even know. The point being is that, on one hand, you can say, oh, that band sucks, they're a one-hit wonder. Well, the industry kind of changed on them. My industry kind of changed on me. There was a point in time when I looked at my mommy and I looked at my daddy, and it was cool to be a mummy. My mommy raised six kids. I know you're saying, oh, that's so socially irresponsible, planetary irresponsible. But you could be a stay-at-home mom as a career. My dad had a great pension. I don't. Things changed. on The rules changed. The average person my age has six jobs. That means they're going to jump from job to job to job to job to job. Maybe every six years over a 40-year career, maybe five times in the first six years, and then one job for the rest of it. I work at a radio station where there was this guy who was a, a fixture. He was a plant. You'd be like, hey, Fern. <laughs> then one day the Fern's gone, and you're like, ah, things change. So rules change. Are you with me on where I'm going at with this? You can get mad at a band for coming out with a one-hit song. Or you can say, you know what? That's the lifespan of an artist in this day and age. There is no Mickey Minaj if she can't have a one-hit wonder dance track, you know, auto-tune voice. Is she a talent? No. Do we make her a talent because she's got nice cleavage? Probably. I don't know. I, I think it's sick. I think it's it, it's it begs questions. But you... As a parent, you need to tell your kids today, you're probably going to work at six to ten jobs. And when you do, consider the 401K because it's a great way to save for retirement. So consider your way of saving for retirement maybe before you consider changing jobs. If I was told that I'm going to get health care after six months of a job and the next job says you get health care after three months of a job, I'm, I'm staying where I'm at because I need that health care insurance. If I don't qualify for a 401k for the first six months at a new job, I'm staying where I'm at. All things being equal on pay, I'm staying. I'd rather work for the boss that I don't like 
did not get the benefits that I need to retire, that I need to live off with health care. So keep in mind, things have changed. The rules have changed. What once was something you understood may no longer be. I know that my generation probably won't live up to my parents' generation as far as what retirement looks like. I work with people my age that have saved little to nothing. I'm like, do you know you're basically probably going to be living in a trailer somewhere in the central part of the state that no one really wants to live at? And... You're not going to be visiting grandkids, and you're not going to be a magical grandparent. Like, it's going to stink to be you. (sighs) And it stinks, because I look at the generation beneath me, and they have it worse than I do. Again, there's some exceptions to the rule. There's no doubt about it. I'm the exception to the rule. I made more money in my 10th year in business than my dad made in his 30th year in his career. Like, shouldn't you be making more money as you go along? Probably. So I think you get the idea where I'm going at with this. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. This all started with the basic concept of Sony and things change, and the music industry and one-hit wonders. I could talk about Apple raising prices for its iPads and iPods in Japan. So Japan had a great drop in their currency, and Apple said, you know what? We're going to raise prices. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could talk about Intel having a new purchase, a new acquisition into like a GPS chip technology. And yeah, I think that's worth talking about. It's a small purchase that they're going to lose money on for a great foreseeable future. But Intel's basically trying to get into things that they're not in. My desktop doesn't have a GPS semiconductor in it. My phone does. Clearwire has acknowledged receiving Dish Network's improved takeover bid. Dish Network's tried to acquire a couple cell phone companies last year. Didn't work out. Metro PCS. Someone else got them. AT&T's you know, prepaid wireless company. Didn't work out. So Dish Networks makes satellite TV. You know what? I can get basically TV on my iPad. I can get it on my computer. I can get it on my cable system. I can get it. So Dish Networks is panicking. They're out of business in five to ten years if they can't figure out something else to provide you. Five years ago, I had my cable company, I had my high-speed internet, and they didn't even, like, my cable company didn't even talk to my high-speed internet, and they didn't even talk to my Verizon, you know, in my home, and the cable companies figured out, you know what, we need that high-speed internet to talk to the home, to talk to the wireless, and suddenly we got the triple play. In five years, the wireless carriers figured it out. The satellite carriers are trying to figure it out. They're buying massive amount of spectrum. Dish Networks is trying to buy Sprint for a reason. Because if they can't offer triple play, they're out of business. Triple play being the concept of wireless device 
high-speed internet, phone, content in the home. You know, my high-speed internet in the home is tied towards my wireless device because with Verizon, I have four gigs a month or whatever unlimited data plan. So Dish Networks is desperately trying to buy Sprint. If they can't buy Sprint, they, they've also have a bid on Sprint's subsidiary Clearwire. Desperate. And here's what I love about that. It's the bottom of the ninth, and Barry Bonds is up. Barry Bonds is riddled with steroids, right? You know it, and I know it. You're down by a run. There's man on first. Who else do you want to come up other than the guy who's riddled on steroids? You don't want the... You don't want the the shortstop from the Dominican Republic who can hit 200. No. You want the guy who's riddled with steroids. And that's where Dish Networks is. And that's what I love about my career, and that's what I love about my job, is it brings up the debate, the argument, the concept of, of, how do I win? How do I get to retirement? Do you bet on Dish Networks? Barry Bonds struck out a lot. Mark McGuire struck out a lot. Sammy Sousa, as our Attorney General of the United States once said, I love Sammy Sousa. And you're like, oh, bad call. White Republican or white Democrat Attorney General. Oh, oh, it's cringeworthy, right? But they struck out a lot. And how many World Series did they win? Okay, a couple of them won a couple of World Series. So that's a bad argument. But the point being is that they struck out a lot, and they had to cheat to hit a home run. Dish Networks isn't an investment for me. Can it go crazy higher if they pull this off? Yes. Tesla, if they pull off a cheap electric car that is actually profitable for manufacturing and not from government credits, can it go a lot higher? Yeah. It's not for me. I don't bet on the steroid-riddled companies. I don't bet on the home run hitters. You need to figure out what's you. I'm not telling you what's you. Rob Black, any money? Talking all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. Two minutes. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. This, I know I say this way too often, it's my favorite song. And yes, I'm a 16-year-old high school girl when I say that. It makes me feel on the inside, like, you've been It's the Lumineers, folk rock band. Based in Denver, Colorado. I love local music. I wish I could play the cello. I can't play the cello. I'm a pretty good percussionist. I wish I could play the piano. I can't play the piano. I ain't got no vocal talents in any shape or form. What I'm good at is talking money. You know, this song wasn't even in 
the movie that they've been promoting aggressively? I don't know. I throw that out there in large part because I want you to be good at something. I want you to be good at something that's relevant. I want you to be good at something that helps people. Oftentimes, I'll go out of my way to tell you that, you know, I didn't have the greatest childhood, that my dad was pretty much so an alcoholic. But he raised six kids. I've learned from studying the economy that there's no right answers. My dad was an alcoholic. Boo, bad answer. But he raised six kids. Yay, right answer. Six kids with college degrees. Yay, right answer. Six kids that five of us went to public school, one of us went to private school. There's no right answer. We all ended up okay. Interestingly, he was a smoker. None of us ended up smoking. So you don't get rewarded for being right. I've got four brothers who hated my father. I got four brothers who didn't care when he died. I got to see my father go through cancer. And when he went through cancer, I got to see a good side of him. I got to see that he didn't have a good childhood. I got to see that he didn't want to die. I got to see some life in him, some living, some going through the process and going through the motions. For my brothers, who are all older than me, they got to see this green suit which is the U.S. Army. Get up, go to work, come home. Get up, go to work, go home. They got to see kind of like this machination. And what I learned is that there's some subtlety in the art. Science isn't how you approach investing. Art is how you approach investing. Science isn't how you approach life. Art is how you approach life. So I do scream out like a 16-year-old schoolgirl when I like a song. And I do have best day evers. I do have best song evers. Maybe not truthfully, but in a literal kind of way, a figurative kind of way. Does it matter? As an investor, don't get caught up in the market's up. You're wasting valuable air time talking about the Iditarod and how cruel it is to animals. No, I'm not. It's cruel to animals. Dogs are happy pulling sleds. No, they're not. Dogs are happy doing sexual things, and dogs are happy eating garbage. Dogs are happy doing a lot of things. Doesn't make it right. So the S&P 500 is down three points. The Dow's down seven million. Don't get caught up in that. Now, on some days, I'm going to come out here and say, be a distance runner. Have $100,000 by the time you're 35, 400000 by the time you're 40. Other days, I'm going to say, you know, I think buying a great company when it's down 50% is a good idea. Buying a great company when it's down 10% is a little bit more complicated. Yes, there's rules about money. Yes, you, as a newlywed, you should have a concept of what it means to be a newlywed with a concept of, woo! Two incomes. Don't jack up your lifestyle. Tone it down. Later in life, once you've figured it out, once you've breathed a little bit, when you're an athlete and you're in your sweet spot, 
yeah, enjoy the moment. But when you're initially married, don't look at two incomes as a, as a jackpot. When you're dating someone and like suddenly y'all love each other, don't look at two incomes as a jackpot. That white wonderland, that white you know disco rave, disco rave. Whoops. That white DJ rave, where everyone wears white and does ecstasy, and they're young and they're oots coots 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 coots, and they're moving their bodies to the beat. That's going to look retarded and simple and, and, and inane and banal in five years. Live on one salary. Save the other. Max out your retirement savings. Because at some point in time, you're going to make a baby. And feeding one mouth, oh, suddenly becomes, wait, wait, we got two incomes. Wait, sweet. And then it's, no, no. Oh, she's taking time off to raise a kid. And suddenly one income's feeding three mouths. Rules change on you. That's the whole point of this whole hour is rules change on you. It's far better to be conservative and drive a car with 110,000 miles than it is to get a brand new car because you deserve it. That's the funniest thing about divorces. A lot of people instantly go out and spend money because they deserve it. I just went through a rough marriage. I deserve this fake set of cheek implants or new car or trip to Hawaii or Mexico single cruise. And that's where we make our mistakes in lives, things that we think we deserve. Only because things happen that you weren't mathematically thinking of happening. Enjoy life. Sure things you can't afford to lose. Max out your retirement savings. A lot simpler than we think it is. The rules aren't changing as much as we think they are. It's just we don't live in our parents' world. So don't think you do. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. There's a local city official most of us don't know very much about. The city attorney. Does he defend the city against lawsuits? Yes, but he does so much more that actually affects your daily life. And this week on Champions of Justice, Tom Girardi takes you behind the scenes by talking with newly elected city attorney Mike Fewer. It's a fascinating and revealing interview. Tune in Champions of Justice Saturday night at 5 and Sunday night at 8 here on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome to Sears Auto Center. Are you ready to kick some abs? Maybe. Warrior Core starts in 10 minutes. Warrior Core? We basically throw huge tires around for an hour. Woo! Trendy gym classes would make tire shopping sweatier, but they wouldn't make it better. Better is Sears Auto Center with online scheduling, extended hours, and all the best brands. Plus, members get $150 in points with the purchase of Ford Goodyear or Mighty Road Handler tires. This is convenient. This is Sears Auto Center. Offer in 6 one installation requires to sell for details. Members are points on qualifying purchases. Subject to full program terms available at Shopperway.com. Palo Alto, the Bay Area's business leader. A division of Salem Communications. On the NASDAQ at SALM. Good morning, I'm Chuck Kamlick, CNBC Radio. American consumers feel good, investors a little less so. The Dow is down 25, the NASDAQ 5. Consumer sentiment rose this month to its highest level in six years. Americans are feeling more optimistic about their personal finances thanks to the rising stock market. And business is better in the Midwest. A new reading shows orders for goods are up. So is hiring. Shares of Krispy Kreme are up more than 17%. Profits soared because hungry customers bought more of its donuts. 
Lionsgate film, 3% higher. Profits nearly doubled. The Hunger Games Twilight DVDs, still very popular. Monsanto down 1%, been down for two or three days. Genetically modified wheat was found in Oregon this week. Gene-altered wheat has never been approved here or anywhere in the world. And while no one knows how it got there in Oregon, scientists have traced that strain back to Monsanto, which testified modified wheat back in the 90s. Chuck Kamlick, CNBC Radio. Now the markets are higher than Dow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.